Sporting dog adventures run, that boy, run. That was awesome. Everything you Good need boy. is here. here under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www.sakiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a Saki dog. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller, and today I wanted to talk to everyone about some good topics. Figured we could talk today about the importance of starting your obedience work with your hunting dog or with your dog that you're going to take in the outdoors and have off leash, as well as your conditioning. It's important to start the stuff now so that you don't get close to season and then decide, okay, I'm going to get myself, I'm going to get my dog in shape, and you only have two weeks to go. When is a dog old? I guess you could ask the same thing about when is a person old. A lot of age has to do with the shape that we keep ourselves in throughout our lives, and that also goes for the dog. If you're not taking care of yourself as a person, and you're overweight, you're not exercising, you get more injuries, reduced endurance, a lot of those things, the same is for your dogs. Now, I'm not here to profess how to be in shape. I will tell people all the time when I talk to them about their dogs, I'm the number one person that is constantly struggling with a life balance of making sure that I'm getting exercise, working out and keeping my weight at an acceptable level. I am constantly trying to change my lifestyle and what I eat because I don't believe in diets, but I believe in a lifestyle change and that would be the way to look at it, something healthy you can do with your dog, a lifestyle change. And that starts when you start looking at hunting as trying to get out with your dog several months, if not three to four months before season. And if you can, just make it a year-round thing. But now would be the time to start making plans on working with your dog on proper hold, working with them on retrieves, working with them on obedience, and then also taking them out in the field, whether it's into an area where it's like a simulated hunt or just taking them hiking and having them out there so that they understand that they have to listen and that they have to come the first time that you command them, but also giving them so many praise, so much praise that you are modifying their behavior to make them make those good choices. A well-bred dog is bred to want to please you being the owner. And we get that through using negative reinforcement, which would be your e-collar or a stern voice. And then using your positive reinforcement, which is not just telling them good dog, it's voice inflection, good dog. It's body, body posture, body language. It's giving them this over and over again so they understand, wow, they really love it when they do this. And that's how we modify their behavior to make them choose this. You can do this at any time of the year. The best time is just work with your dog, have them out hiking, put them on a sit command, make them sit there. Good dog, good, good. And this would be if you've already worked with your dog in the yard and where there aren't distractions. Work with them on their whistle training. One whistle, sit, beep, sit, beep, sit, to the point where at the end of the week, it's just beep and they're gonna sit. 
work with them on a recall command. Here, beep, beep. Here, beep, beep with your whistle. And at the end of the week, it's just beep, beep. Why can't you use this when you're out on a hike? Why can't you use this if you're out walking in an area where your dog can be off lead? It is all training, but yet it is fun for the dog. It's going to be fun for you because your dog's going to respond better and you will both get yourself into better shape. Again, when we look at a dog, we look at what is old. I would say with dogs, old age is somewhere around that six to seven year old. That is when they get to the point where they're going to start getting more sore after hunts. I'm 50 this year. That is where I'm getting to the point where I am sore after hunts. How do we mitigate that? Well, we can go the pharmacological way and you can give dogs uh, de-inflammatories. I can take ibuprofen. The best way though is to have our bodies in top shape so that the dog and yourself have your muscles that are prepared for this and you can stave off the need to take anything because you're in such good shape. So with that said, I take my dogs for a walk. We go for about a mile. Now the dogs get to go off leaves. They probably go for about a mile and a half. It gives them extra exercise. What I need to do is start making time to go on hikes where I'm going to areas that are more backwoods, more areas I like, more areas I want to see. Now I'm going to strive to go to these areas when it is during the week so I can have my dog off lead and I don't have to worry about them getting in someone's way, whether someone's hiking, riding a bike, or they have a dog themselves, but I'm going to work with them on these commands. I'm going to work with them on my whistle commands. I'm going to have an e-collar on them so that if they don't listen, they get corrected and understand that it's not an optional thing. It is something they have to do. And while we do that, while we walk three to five miles, we're also getting ourselves in shape. This is going to make hunting season that much better. A tired hunter or a tired dog make mistakes. They also don't enjoy things. If we've got ourselves in shape and our dog in shape, we're going to far more enjoy our time in the field and we're going to live a longer, healthier life. And that is what, when we look at stuff, as your dogs get older, the importance of getting them in shape is that if you have a dog that is even five to 10 pounds overweight, it's not five to 10 pounds. Go by percentage. My dog Memphis is a 48 pound dog. If she was 10 pounds overweight, that's 20%. That's a lot of weight. You will have more injuries. You're going to have joint issues and you're going to have obviously endurance issues as the dog gets older. As the dog gets older, they get their, their muscles are less, have less elasticity, less ability to recover. You're just upping that level of chance for knee injuries, shoulder injuries, back injuries, all the same injuries that yes, you yourself are as well. So start working with your dogs now, even if it's just once a week, maybe twice a week, work with your dogs, get yourself out there, get some exercise and get ready for hunting season. It's almost like you're in boot camp now. You're getting to see yourself ready to go fight that hunting war and enjoy it in the field. Your dog is the same. So that's it for this part of the show. Next up, I want to talk about parasites as we're into spring and a lot of people will have to deal with their dogs getting sick. So what common parasites are out there as well as how do dogs get it and the fact that parasites actually live within a dog's system, many of them, even after they're treated. All that and more coming up after this.
Welcome to Boucher in Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We're here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Damos con personal que habla español en los departamentos de servicio y venta. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, I wanted to talk about parasites and honestly, just kind of give people some facts on it from what I've seen, having been in the dog business now for, I dare say, 25 years. So when we talk about worming our dogs, we talk about giving them different medications. These are for parasites. Worms are common parasites. You've got round worms, you've got hook worms, you've got tapeworms, you've got all these different worms that are out there. And generally speaking, dogs are getting those environmentally a lot of times from either eating different plant material that would have those on it, but usually it's from eating feces or drinking from a puddle or water source that is contaminated. How do you get contaminated water? Well, when you have an area where wild animals are going, they're drinking water, they're also going to the bathroom, that is what's leading to your contamination. Many times these areas are small, and as it gets warmer, the area of the water gets less. That is basically building the perfect Petri dish. As we get warmer, that's when these things spring up and fester. Giardia and coccidia are a single cell protoplasm. It is a cell that will grow in warm, stagnant water. So we don't see it as much in my state of Wisconsin when we get into fall and winter, but we absolutely see it as we get into the latter portions of spring into summer. So that is why we want to keep an eye on our dogs. When a dog has a loose stool slash diarrhea or throws up, we'll say something to the effect of, well, hey, maybe the dogs just, they just ate something. Well, yeah, they did eat something. They ate a parasite. Generally speaking, that is what it is a lot of the time. They will then ward that off with their body because their body has had it before. They've been exposed to it before. They have a good, uh, a good system whether it's uh, GI health or just overall uh, uh, health, health in themselves, they will ward this off and we won't make anything about it. But it is not uncommon for dogs to have a loose stool, to have blood or a mucousy look to their stool. And people will get very scared with this. And I understand that it is a scary thing. First thing you have to do if you have a dog that has diarrhea or is throwing up is make sure they can hold down dehydration is your biggest enemy here. When we have dogs that pass from these things, a lot of times it's a simple parasite that the dog was dehydrated and they pass away from dehydration. So if you can't get to a vet right away, you're going to have it where you are worried about dehydration. Make sure the dog's getting a lot of water. How can we make sure they're getting dehydration or getting, getting hydration? Have clean water around them often, but you can also put water in their food. These are two good ways to make sure your dog, whether your dog is sick or healthy, gets good hydration because they're going to drink that water down to eat the food as they're going. You could even soak the food so that the food grows like three times the size of the normal kibble because it is so engrossed with the water. Again, this hydration is key to the dog for making sure that they, their body can ward this off and that they will uh, get through it. The other thing is, if you're going to take your dog to a vet, and many times that is the answer, 
you want to make sure you're taking in a stool sample. Take a plastic bag. Yes, it's gross, but take some of the poop in because that's what they're going to ask for. They'll test it. There's many tests now where they can look at stuff and they can actually figure things out pretty darn fast. Um, usually within a half hour to 60 minutes, they can test it, look at it, figure out what it is, and then give you the proper medications. The other thing to do is when you take your dog out, avoid stagnant water, swamps, puddles, lakes. You are putting your dog in a position where they are going to be drinking out of that Petri dish. If you have to, if you didn't have any water, you can go to a river that's got flowing water. Try to get it where the water is bubbling and it's kind of splashing, almost like a fall. Um, if you get into that type of water, that is going to be the most opportune if you didn't have water. But ultimately, it's taking water with you. Parasites are something that every dog gets. Even after they are treated, many times it will live within their system, whether it's in their muscle fiber or in their GI tract. And to prove that, I breed puppies. And I was always wondering, I asked the vet, I'm like, how do I have to worm puppies when my dogs and my mothers are having their, their uh, pups in a concrete kennel in a plastic whelping box that is, being, uh, that, that is having things changed out of it, whether it's uh, paper or uh, wood chips every day? How are they getting worms from that? Is it from the paper? Is it from the wood chips? And that's when the answer was, well, no. When dogs get many of these parasites, you're not necessarily treating them to the point where it is gone. You're suppressing it to the point where it's not symptomatic, if that makes sense. So that's why sometimes your dog will get sick because they're just under stress. What can cause stress? Well, in breeding dogs, eight to 10 puppies sucking milk off of mom and taking a lot of uh, her energy causes stress or a trip or a big exercise uh, that if you take them on a 10 mile hike, these things can stress a dog and then it'll do what's called as a flare, which a flare is that you see the symptoms. Then you have where the body is broken down a little bit. It pushes that parasite out into the body and that's when you would get your diarrhea. That was when you could get your mucusy or, or some blood in your stool of the dog. And that is why you have to always look at this stuff and be as proactive as you can, but understand that at some point you're probably going to deal with this. It's just part of having dogs. It's just making sure they're hydrated while they are not feeling well. Get a, if you take them to the vet, make sure you get a stool sample to take it in with you so they can check it and figure out what it is. So I hope that helps in the world of parasites. So you understand it a little bit more. Next up, I want to talk about the reason we need to take good clean water with us when we're out in the field. All that and more coming up after this. If you love the shooting sports like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mac Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at MacOutdoors.com. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information 
at www.sagiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.